Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined as ever by Robbie, virtually expo, Bellicom, Sam, virtual export, Burns, and Ellie, virtually extinct, Sparrow. Hello. <laughs> you can see our faces. Look at our yes. faces. Ah, you can see. Ah, this never why happens. did I lead into the microphone to make loud noises? I apologize for that. <laughs> ah. RIP headphone users. <laughs> Hello. This is our first um, visual sort of stream of this. This is quite exciting. Mm. Yes, we've um, done live uh, shows and we've done podcasting, but we've not actually done this. Yes. So uh, welcome. So yeah. Thank you very much to UK Games Expo's Virtually Expo. Uh, for allowing us to come over and do this. Uh, so getting into uh, the nitty-gritty, first of all, uh, as we tend to do when we're doing uh, panel, uh, cons or when we're doing guest spots, we're going to do pronouns. So, uh, we're going and also to... names, because and names, a lot of you don't know us, necessarily probably. Know us. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go around the table in surname alphabetical order, loosely, and introduce ourselves, our pronouns, and our characters' pronouns. So, uh, Bobs, would you like to start? Yes, uh, I'm Robbie. I use they and she pronouns. I'm playing Scamp, who uses they, them pronouns. Sam? Hi, I'm Sam. I'm, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Corson, who also uses he, him pronouns. I'm gesturing, and I may we may not actually be set up like this on the final screen, <laughs> but from my perspective... You're in the top left. Ellie? So, oh, you're in a different place than that to me. <laughs> for me, you're over here Ellie's for me. Very brave. Yes. I have the stream up as well. Oh, oh, oh that's interesting. Cool. You I can guess see then, of course you Ellie. do, Bobby. You're a treasure. <laughs> <laughs> you can hold it up to the camera, and we can have streamception. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I'm Ellie. Hello. Um, I use she and they pronouns, and my character is Celestia, who uses she/her pronouns. Hello, and I'm Jason, I use he, him pronouns, and collectively, the characters I play will use they, them uh, pronouns. All the pronouns. All the pronouns. So, uh, welcome, welcome. To begin with, uh, a estimate of a, uh, of a content warning. Uh, so, a content warning for corpses and moderately graphic descriptions of corpses uh, in this. We're not planning to go into a lot of detail, but if it's an issue that affects you, fair warning. And also, I mean, standard D&D fighting. Standard yeah. D&D fighting, some mild But you'd probably expect that threat. on a D&D stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, to, our less, uh, to our regular listeners, you're going to hear, probably going to hear some sirens. We normally <laughs> cut those out, but this is a live stream, so we yeah. Can't. yeah. Um, if you're listening to the the recorded one that we release on our on our podcast stream afterwards, yeah, you're going to hear sirens and yeah. aeroplanes and all the stuff that you don't usually hear. You might <laughs> hear someone scream Fiona through the window. That's our favourite. Yeah. Oh, oh, I hope Fiona turns up, and you have to work it into the story. <laughs> Speaking of the You're story, at sea, but cruel. someone's shouting outside. <laughs> One last thing before uh, uh, before we continue onwards. Uh, two last things. First of all, uh, if you at the very end, uh, those of you who've been watching can uh, get the opportunity for a special Twitcho uh, badge, and we'll have details of that at the very end. Yes, there'll be a link in the chat at the end if that is something you are interested in. And finally, just in case I've forgotten anything, any news from the present, future us. 
Sorry. For, to our regular listeners, that will make sense. Now, <laughs> with that in mind, it's time to begin Flintlocks and Fathers. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So, gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. I'm sorry, but we're not going to sing because we're we far can't. apart we and we really can't. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be out of sync. I know it's sad. There'll be a theme tune in the podcast episode, but they won't be on yeah. the stream because we we can't sing together. <laughs> It'll be horrible. It's either yeah. come before or after this. Yeah. Either way. For our new people, usually there's a sea shanty there. Go and find it yeah. on it's our really new nice. podcast stream. It's very nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Smooth. It is. The 30th of First Colours, in the year of the Regent, 1798. The crew of the Krakensbane are on their way to the 13 colonies of Eastern Sunder. There for a variety of reasons. But in this particular day, we come in mid-travel, as they skirt along the northern coast of Western Sunder, near the Ferozian colony of Totona. It is chill, despite the equatorial location, for we tune in before first light. There is the dim, greyish-blue pre-dawn light starting to come just over the horizon. And two of our party actually begin this asleep. So we're going to look into them first before I talk about what's happening to the awake one. Mm. To begin with, we focus in on the captain of this ship, Captain Corzin Hoyes, currently slumbering comfortably in his stateroom with his wife, Molly, uh, the next room over, his son, Corzin Jr. Corzin, would you like to describe yourself, please? All right, Corzin is a two foot ten halfling man who generally is seen wearing a battered tricorn uh, brown uh, waistcoat and breeches. Um, at the moment, if he's um, spark out asleep, he's probably wearing less than that. Maybe just the breeches. Um, yeah. Family friendly. Family yes. friendly. PG Samothy. The hat. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> The hat, the um, waistcoat, and the bandolier full of weapons are by the bed in easy reach. But there is another member of our crew, the young ship's mage. Oh no, am I awake? (laughs) Yes. Currently slumbering away in their cabin. Scamp, would you like to describe yourself? Uh, Scamp is a teenage tiefling. They are about 13, 14, 15. Um, bright pink skin, um, curly ram's horns, um, sort of magenta eyes. Uh, and they will be currently curled up asleep with their pet monkey, Jeffrey. 
<laughs> who does sleep in the bed. Because mm. why wouldn't and you let the nearby? Of course. Perch <laughs> nearby is uh, Marjorie, the pigeon, as well. I just realized you can see me making these faces. Yes. <laughs> Be yes, real self conscious. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but our final member of this party uh, is the ship's shantyman. Uh, striding across the deck in the early morning is none other than Celestia Stardust. Celestia, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, for a start, she's not striding. She's mumbling along looking for coffee. And <laughs> Celestia does not stride in the morning. Um, <laughs> so anachronistic rock star Drowbard is the best that I can describe her. Big dandelion poof of white hair, gold earring with a purple gem. The outfit is entirely silver and purple and entirely inappropriate for the period. Mm. Um, <laughs> too tight. All the things. Uh, silver dragon skin coat, silver dragon skin thigh boots, um, and a codpiece with a big old C on it for Celestia. <laughs> Keep that PG-12 rating. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of anachronisms, here's the first one. No so, bike! <laughs> so, <laughs> so, there are uh, other members of, of the crew uh, aboard as well. There are some members you are people you are travelling with who are currently asleep. Uh, Celestia's former partner, uh, Leah Leodon, is currently out like a log down in the cabins, uh, as is uh, Fighty Gubbinswick, Gnome Taylor, uh, who is currently passed out after some pretty heavy drinking that only finished a couple of hours ago. <laughs> That's Celestia there as well. She looks like this. So, <clears throat> there are a couple of people you know currently on deck, though in this dull pre-dawn twilight, amongst which include uh, Quartermaster V, who's currently standing watch, a tall, slightly craggy-looking half-elf, pale skin, dark uh, black hair, and older than he looks. Uh, the former, f the first mate of the previous vessel you travelled upon. There is also the uh, hapless Alton Apple Blossom, the head gunner, who's currently up doing watch as well. Uh, a, slight, a somewhat slightly taller than um, Corzin Halfling, about I think three foot two, uh, who is known for a keen eye and wears typically uh, wears a whaler's coat with a pair of uh, sawn-off blunderbusses. It is actually kind of difficult to see though. Because it being unusually cold, there is hello, Jeffrey, mist. <laughs> there is mist. Sorry, the chat mentioned his big eyes, and I had to make them bigger. <laughs> there is there is mist obscuring the horizon, thick enough it's hard to see more than a, maybe twenty, maybe hundred, hundred, two hundred feet or so. Clearly, you maybe could beyond if another ship sailed close by. Mm -hmm. But Celestia, I'd like you to make a perception check, please. Ooh, how exciting. Okay. Uh, that is a 19. Ooh, there we go. There is something not quite right. You can't quite place it. 
you hear above just sort of something about the air, the way the currents are moving on right. You wander over to one of the crew who seems to be frowning up and you look up and you swear you can see about maybe a dozen birds circling above. But looking up into a misty sky, perspective and distance can play tricks on you. As you see the, the birds diving, you realise, first of all, those aren't common birds. Mm -hmm. They're a lot further away, a fair size bigger, and they're not birds at all. Oh. As a dozen <laughs> wyverns sail down uh, from above uh, towards the hapless crew. So, um, just for the sake of it, Celestia, yourself, roll initiative. Okay. <laughs> oh, Oh dear. Love being on my own in combat. Oh, it's bad as well. It's real <laughs> bad. That is. Um, oh, God. Where are any of my stats? That's a nine. It's a okay, whole nine. Nine. All right. So, rolling for those two as well. Okay. Uh, so, as the uh, as the clutch of wyverns just dive bombs oh, directly no. down, uh, they split into three different wings. Uh, one, a, a third of them going straight down, a third going to the left, a third going to the right. Those on the left swing down and begin just, just harassing members of the crew, uh, s uh, slashing with their uh, with their uh, beat, uh, with their claws, biting with their beaks, swinging their stingers. As you see up close, creep these dragon-like creatures. You've met dragons before. A couple of them closely. These ones are different. Mm -hmm. They still have the same long reptilian sort of body, but they don't have six limbs like most dragons you've seen. They have. Uh, they only have four. Two wings with claw tips at the end. Uh, sorry, two wings, which they use to fly. A pair of legs with claw tips. A long tail that is akin to a scorpion's barb at the end. But the wings are difficult, tricky. They are um, they are surprisingly multicolored, as with scales that flick out like feathers, um, vibrant, kind of with the with the iridescence of beetle shell. They catch what little light there is and reflect almost gloriously for the moment before they then careen down and try to kill you. Uh, so... <laughs> it's really pretty for a minute, then they murder which you point, and eat your face. Yeah. Uh, so, let's do these ones in order. Uh, first oh, person no. who gets a chance to act is Vig, uh, who, seeing this, shouts out, Call the alarm! Uh, grabs the uh, musket that he carries on his back, takes an aim and fires. Uh, he's actually able to make the shot as well, but it's, it strikes against the draconic hide of the creature and almost seems to bounce off with relatively little uh, effect. Then the other three are going... Then the four wyverns get to act. Oh dear. Who are focusing on oh you. No. So one 
is going to go for Vig. Misses. Uh, sweeps down, fails to catch. One goes for you. What's your army class, Celestia? Uh, oh, 16. Okay. Uh, so you are snatched. Uh, As no! it swoops down, That's very bad. <laughs> it makes it manages to pull off uh, a claw attack. You take eleven points of slashing damage, and you are grappled and dragged off the ship uh, for an additional no! eighty feet <laughs> in 80 towards feet. the mists. Okay. On top of this, Alton. Also gets <laughs> by one of the wyverns as they fly up. It's about this time, though, that the alarm bell... He has the best worst luck, okay. that man. ...starts well, we ringing. You just hear a distant crab. It's too early for this! The pair of you uh, <laughs> suddenly stumble into wakefulness. I'll say that you arrive on the next round. As you, wake, as you roll out of your bunks, <sighs> grab things, and start running. Like tooling up sequence. Uh, yeah, yeah, causing you <laughs> just immediately, like with yes. with privateers. All reflexes. my armor and weapons, I totally use. <laughs> <Yeah>. So many. <laughs> Scamp, you just fall out of bed. Take a few I'm moments fine. and then stumble upwards. <laughs> causing has Shira music playing in the background uh, on the other yeah. <laughs> Magical girl transformation. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so it's uh, capped off with the hat. Yeah. <laughs> and a gaze to camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Celestia, you are at this point um, about 40 feet above the water, being carried away from the ship by a wyvern. Today is terrible! Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, what can I do to it? I think, I mean, it's the morning, so I'm not firing on all cylinders. Mm. And I've just been snatched by something out of the blue that until, you know, six seconds ago I assumed was a bird. Um, So I think... I don't think she's really on it, and I think she just panics and goes, ah! And does the thunder wave, like, reflexively. Yeah. Uh, oh, an important thing to note in the world of Calcinia is that uh, there are a lot of spirits flying around, Indeed. which is where we all get our magic from. Uh, and... Celestia's one is basically um, a big sentient pride flag, pretty much. If you picture the carpet in Aladdin, but a pride flag, that's the about right. Um, so it will be trailing after her, probably in a bit of a panic. Uh, and when she does the thunder wave, it just pulses out with a big flash of rainbow light. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a level two one because I think she's quite worried. Okay. Um, so this that will be um, yes, a con save. And I need some d8 if it happens. Well, if it happens or if it doesn't, frankly. Uh, okay, that's fourteen. Uh, no. Okay. I say it's 17. Oh, so it's also knocked backwards. Yes, but it's holding me. That's so true. So I don't know if it just I... moves with me. That's your DM Newton? ruling, really. Because <laughs> um, the, the rule isn't let go of everything you're holding. The rule is that you're it's not. It's coming from you, though. True. So I'm going to make it roll an athletics check. <laughs> cool. I'm going to roll some roll. damage while you do that. Fair. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, 15 damage. Okay, with a blast and a... Ah! The uh, wyvern is actually blasted away from you. It loses its grip and you are catapulted down towards the sea. Uh, my house... How far up were you? We don't have... We're not using Hollywood water, but my house rule is that falling into water subtracts 20 feet of your fall damage. 
Okay, so, so how many fall nine damage? Nine fall damage. Okay, that's doable. We were only, yeah, they didn't manage to get more altitude would have been, than that. 29 would have been real bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you uh, so you strike uh, you strike the water hard, but we a balls. <laughs> uh, as it as there's a brief moment where you plunge under under your your lungs reflexively panic until they until the magic kicks in and the water kind of like stops at your throat and just filters into air because as has been previously established every morning Scamp does water breathing which lasts for twenty four hours. hours. So, yeah. so you've got it for about. Three more hours. Are you paranoid and live on a boat? Cast water breathing <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ritual how... casting. It's the best. It okay. Is. That is your turn. Um, by the time, as the pair of you uh, down below uh, run up, uh, scamp stumbling up with uh, Jeffrey and Marjorie ah! in tow. <laughs> um, Marjorie? Marjorie's back there. Yeah. She's too cool to join in. That is very Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, you see you come up from the decks as you see Corzin stumbling, uh, surprisingly ready out of the uh, out of the stateroom, and the pair of you just see Celestia surfacing uh, through the misty waters as a flock of um, uh, as a flock of uh, sorry, a clutch of wyverns are busy carrying away only one only the one crew member, oh, no. but it is Alton. <laughs> <laughs> it would bloody well be Alton, wouldn't it? Of course it's always Alton. So, uh, roll oh. initiative, Scamp and Corzin, just in case. I think initiative, point, right. Uh, yeah, just just in case you beat the other wyverns. Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. The unicorn that's dice a... has betrayed me. That's a seven. No. Okay. Oh, One. yeah, no. With all three of you, the other wy- the wyverns that were harassing the crew trying to buy time break off and flee, uh, following after... They start forming a sort of loose defensive wing around uh, the one carrying the hapless uh, Alton Apple Blossom. Oi! Let go! Let go! Um, Hardport! Who is surprisingly <laughs> oh. not being stabbed to death, uh, <laughs> despite being uh, caught in the claws and dragged away. Uh, okay, as you call out that, uh, the V, who's already taken run to take the wheel, starts to oblige, uh, but one of the spotters calls out, uh, calls out, Captain, we've got reefs up ahead. They point, and you can see through the mists uh, towards the coastline. There are this the slight shifting in the water that tells you the presence of coral reefs. But cause and make a perception check. Okay. Because you came first. That is a seventeen. Cool. Uh, I will actually get to what happens on your round because Celestia, you're up next. The Alton Apple Blossom is currently 120, you know, like 160 feet with flight, uh, with, no, with height difference. Nothing with that range. Sailing away. Um, you can also make a, a perception check for free, though. Oh yeah, I'd like to. If that's all right. Um, that is. Oh, um, I'm sorry, I've got different stats because we leveled down. 19. There we go. 19. Okay. Oh, God. Both you and Corzin spot in the distance, faintly through the fog, what looks like some sort of large cliff or mound, uh, just faintly visible. It seems to be the destination the Wyverns are going towards. But you, but also swimming, you can now see that yes, there are 
rings of coral reef leading up to whatever that promontory is, reefs that would cause the ship to run aground, mm. a whole ship can't get any closer. I did say you were hugging the coastline. Yeah. Um, Anything you want to do? How far from the ship am I? <laughs> uh, you are actually only about 60 feet from the ship by this point because mm. the wind drops. So you can. I'm going to start going back to the ship. I you, think. Yeah, you start swimming back. <laughs> That's you get probably 30 the most sensible thing to do. Easy, people start get the throwing... marines up here and man the longboats. Yeah, they start throwing uh, ropes down, and yes, uh, longboats are getting prepared. So, at this point, <sighs> Scamp, I think you're the only one with, one with enough conceivable range to do anything. Alton is at this point 180 feet away, broadly. Um, oh, I don't have anything that isn't like a fireball at that range because because no. this is slightly earlier in the cannon. You I haven't don't got, have my you crazy range yet. yet. That's Never level twelve. Oh, no. Never mind then. Oh, oh time no. fun. Okay, uh, in which case I'm going to take us back out of combat for a moment. Time is still proceeding quickly though, mm -hmm. as Celestia is being fished up uh, over the side. <laughs> it's cold. I hate it. The mornings. <laughs> Terrible, always. Not the best way to wake up. What happened? What on earth was Not that? snatched by a bloody horrible dragon thing, Wyvern. They hated it. Right, well, they've still got Alton. Let's let's get yeah. into these boats. I mean, I don't know why we're worrying. He never dies. He'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could make us fly. Would that be the quickest way over there? It's going to yes, yes, it probably would. Yeah, the the boats are going to have to navigate the coral, even though they like. Although the light, the land boats will be able to get there. It will be slow. It will inevitably be slower than just flying. Mm. Shall we just pop over there? Might be the best yeah, way. Tell Charlie to take let's... twelve marines and follow us. Right. Yeah. We'll do okay, the... I'm gonna work out what's more <laughs> useful to twin it or level up. Probably level up. I will cast a level four fly. Okay. On uh, Celestia and Corzin. Okay. I'm going to take a minute to click my fingers lots and dry myself off. Yeah, Small puffs of steam yeah. come out. Um, you tap both of them on the arm. Fly. Scamp, unlike, uh, although, uh, a, although a magic user, unlike Corzin, who is surrounded by spirit, little spiritual shoals of fish-like spirits and at least one very ambivalent kind of octopus. Eh. Um, and Celestia, who is the rainbow spirit, Scamp has no such things, nor can they or most people in the world see those spirits. Of the crew, only oh. Celestia and Corzin have spirit sight and are thus able to perceive the spirits that are throughout the world. Uh, but as you cast the magic on them, the pair of you feel that distinctive sort of weird lift and instinctive just gravitational control that you get with the flight spell. Mm. Right. Um, 64 flight speed. supermanning this. Scamp, <laughs> you're getting on my back. Is that what's happening? Um, no offence, but cause it stronger, so I'm going to cause it. Well. <laughs> right. <laughs> See if I care, I'll just fly off without you then. Fine. Fine. You... It's alright, you're carrying Jeffrey. <laughs> are you gonna get in my bag and have a good poo, are you? Okay, excellent. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Jeffrey jumps in. Um Marjorie coolly flutters up to follow. Uh okay, so Scamp, you are how tall again? 
Um, <laughs> the moment, like four ten. Okay, four so eleven. Yeah, pushing so five four, foot. Four it's foot. been a couple of months at sea. Yeah, it's five foot growing. tiefling Teen. clambers, kind of crouches down, and then calls in this <laughs> less than three foot calls in floats up, and you kind of put your arms around them, and it just like dangling. I have a backpack. We can fondly imagine that this noise is the noise of flight. As you, <laughs> it's like reverse Yoda. <laughs> yeah. As you, as the pair of you, the three of you, take off. Uh, sailing up and after the distant uh, figures that have already faded into the mist. It is a not a long flight, but it is an intense one. As you see the mists kind of clearing up above, as you get up and above them, you can see that there is, there are a number of these sort of small basalt cliff islands uh, on the edges of the uh, uh, of the mainland here, and this one is almost almost a straight uh, upwards. Um, it's not a mesa. What do you call it when you get a cliff that's eroded? So it's just like a single pillar. Oh. oh. Yeah, it's essentially yeah. Like pillar like a, cliff. <laughs> yeah. it's a, it, it's, it rises up like a tower in, uh, from the sea, mm. um, but you can see that it is actually cracked down the middle. There's a, a crack that doesn't quite go. It's not like split in half like the you know the, like those crushing cliffs, cliffs in Jason of the Argonauts. It's huh. uh, it's almost like it's been cracked at the top, and you can see it's. I'm still not going in the middle of it. And there is a there is a hollow that goes downwards. Oh, maybe we have to. You can tell that because circling around the top of it, uh, about two hundred, about one hundred and eighty feet up above the very top, for the most part, are the dozen wyverns. None of them have altered, because you can see, in a nest atop this promontory, uh, <laughs> constructed out of essentially like tree trunks rather than branches uh, to uh, to support the side of it, there is a clutch of hatchling wyverns. No! Uh, they're only about... They're only about three foot tall, which puts them on a par with Alton, who is in yeah, the middle the of it. adult them. halfling. You can see that um, one of... The Alton has... One of uh, both of his um, of, of his blunderbusses, sort of blunderbusses, raised uh, in the middle of this clutch of halflings. One of them has staggered back and is bleeding, and you can see he's kind of definitely probably frantically pointing the, them at the others. And you get the sense that Alton has two shots, and he's banking on them, not realizing that he's only, he's used one of them up. <laughs> and can't get more. Um. How far away are we? Uh, you are sailing closer, so I'm going to say that you come in about uh, about 120 feet away before the okay. uh, before the and adult wyverns above start to take notice of you. Is there anywhere around, like somewhere safe, we could take him? Uh the safest point from as you go as you come over to look, you can see that going down that crack in the centre, there is a lot of foliage. There are trees that are just growing out of the sides of the crevasse. And actually providing quite a lot of cover in terms of uh, just, well, well, literally branches and trees. Cover enough that it would make it difficult for flying opponents to chase after you. Okay, okay. Also, the crevasse is not really... I'm going to pop over there and grab him, I think. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to ask... 
I'm going to ask the two the two flyers uh, for athletic. Uh, sorry, for acrobatics. Well, I'm going to dimension door over there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm still going <laughs> to ask the pair of you. I, I mean, I will be following just in case. Yeah. So that would be my instinct. Right. I'm still so, going to ask yeah. uh, Causen and Celestia for acrobatics checks, though, acrobatics. as the wyvern flock begin to descend down. So. Oh, no. Oh, as that's um, happening, then. 22. Okay, you Eleven. sail down. Corzin's a little bit slower, a little bit less uh, <laughs> finesse. However, off Corzin's back, there is like a brief moment where reality seems to double up and <laughs> scamp disappear. It just vanishes. There's like a little puff of air on your back, um, Corzin. And then down in, um, in the nest, you see scamp appears right next to, uh, uh, to Alton. What in the blazes? Watch out! Uh, Hello! As you stand backwards on one of the uh, branches and trunks holding this whole thing up, make a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, that's off the table. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) I don't think I'm proficient, so that's a ten. With a distressing crack... You watch Uh-oh. as the uh, as the uh, the back half of the nest begins to just crumble and fall away. The oh, the hatchling wyverns just like run desperately, flapping their little wings to get aside. But you so instinctively sad. you start windmilling. Alton instinctively grabs your arm, and the pair of you just teeter off the edge. Celestia. You are the one who is fast enough to reach down there and try and grab can, them. Can I try and grab both of them? Is uh, that allowed? Oh no, they're holding on to each other right now. Okay. Alton is holding on to uh, <laughs> on to Scamp with a death grip. Um, uh oh. But that's why I made you roll an, a, a, an acrobatics <laughs> okay. check. Uh, because as the pair of them fall, you uh. zip down, weaving between the tree branches. Uh, from, uh, from up above, smacking your face into some into a few twigs as you go, and you manage to catch Scamp about twenty feet from the bottom. <sighs> Causing you scream down after them, and you can hear from above. <coughs> yeah, same to you. The enraged wyverns. You. There's a moment of just pause as three people are being suspended by one flying person. <laughs> Can I get to them to help them? Yeah, you fly down. Yes, yeah, Lester is not scout. that strong. Yeah. <laughs> I and... promise never to question your strength again. <laughs> Good, I'll drop I... you if you do right now. I've don't not even your... had coffee yet. Right, right, don't question your strength. Don't question your strength. Ah! Can I go underneath them so you I'm like can. supporting Alton's and boots? As you do so, <laughs> you manage to stabilize them and get an opportunity to look around where you oh. are. Oh. The base of the crevasse is not bare stone. There is a cenote, a sort of um, where a deep pool of water here. Mm. and you look and you see but there is a platform, a platform which you've narrowly avoided (laughs) um, because someone has produced a wide semicircular stone platform right at the edge of the waterline on the cenote 
where natural basalt, oh, sorry, basalt rock, I'm not American, has been smoothed <laughs> and extended with basalt blocks to create a stable sort of platform. The stone here is wet, slippery, and green with moss and slime, and water drips from the foliage above onto the stone and into the water, a soft, constant dripping sound. Above you, the crevasse reaches up to the pinnacle of this craggy island, where hungry wyverns cycle overhead. Yeah. Trees grow from the side of the rock faces, several with branches broken as causing careened down. Uh, you have twigs in your hair. However, because of this, exiting the way you came by flight might well be extremely Not a good idea. risky, yeah. given the wyverns. But if you were to able to get out at sea level, then oh. the dawn fog would be able to shelter you from the predatory dragon kill. Their eyes might be good enough to spot a ship, but maybe not a handful of people. Most noticeably, though, this crevasse has been worked at some point in the past. Yeah. The bottom 60 feet or so of rock, and this goes up to about 120 feet up mm -hmm. in total, has been carved and smoothed by careful hands. The basalt elaborately decorated with repeating motifs of spirals, circles, and serpents. Galleries Aww. have been cut into the rock, through which you can see corridors and stairways, and another platform has been raised up on the opposite side, across the wide water of the cenote, and supported on circular pillars carved in the shape of coiled serpents that are driven down all the way to whatever the base of this water is. There is some sort of structure atop it, but because you're about because you're currently hovering about twenty feet above the water's surface, you can't actually see it clearly. You'd have to fly up a bit. Mm. The cenote itself is dark. That you can taste the tang of salt water in the air. I mean, anywhere you'd be able to. But you can see the occasional flicker of silvery fish below, and the light oh. streaming down from above. Oh. You cannot see the bottom from here. It's too deep, too murky. Do they look similar to the um, fish spirits that are floating around Corzin? Not, not, not dissimilar. And hmm. Corzin and Celestia, you don't notice that there are spirits here. Serpent spirits and fish spirits and eel spirits circling around in the air, called out from their hiding places, curious that you're coming. Hmm. The platform itself, has a, uh, the stone platform on the bottom, near the water's edge, has a couple of archways leading to cut stone corridor beyond. And upon the platform itself are two objects, or collections of note. A handful of rusting tools piled on one end, uh, by one edge of the platform, and a skeletal corpse strewn across the other edge. A corpse which, interestingly, does not appear to have animated. In Calcinia, corpses left unburied for more than a day are likely to come to life by themselves. This one has And not. we don't question it. It's <laughs> normal where we're from. It's always happened. <laughs> Sapient corpses, just do that. You can kill a bear At and it's not going to come point, back. Something will prompt us to, con to <laughs> question that. It Maybe has not this day. campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to touch all the things, but we probably... 
does the corpse look humanoid? Uh, it does. Okay. Oh, um... <laughs> paranoid? Does it look like anything is unnaturally clean like there might be a gelatinous cube sat on it? Excellent question. Make a perception check. <laughs> Six! <laughs> <laughs> Everything's <If> it fine! <laughs> It's totally safe. I'm sure nothing's Six. there waiting to dissolve uh, us. Not that you can see. Not everything looks kind of slimy and old. If it were sat on top of it, wouldn't it have just slowly dissolved? Mm. <laughs> so there's a skeleton just... and there's a pile of tools. Was there a passage or just a platform? So there's the platform, and at the back of the platform, there are two archways. Okay. To a pair of corridors, that and that looks like go, from the galleries, they to... seem to go around this cenote and up. Okay, so that might be our best bet to like um, get out. We should land. <laughs> we should definitely yeah, land. Yeah. I really appreciate heavy. that. Says yeah, you're really Alton. heavy. That's all right, Alton. I got you. <sighs> the pair, the the four of you land. Sorry, Alton. who are you calling weak this morning? Can I just say that again? Um. Oh, I I don't remember. No, that didn't happen. No one. No <laughs> one here was weak. Thank <laughs> you. I was a bit worried we'd have a repeat of the walrus incident. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Oh. Yeah, that was far too close for comfort. Mm. Or the Harris Hawks. Uh, or oh, the yeah. Revolution, or the other... Oh. Yeah. yeah, the Harris Hawks. I, I, that that was a very familiar experience. Mm. Yeah. Close call for you, that one, anyway. Uh, you don't have a spare blunderbuss uh, shot and some charge, Captain? I've got uh, another on. one right now. Um, yeah, he uh, gives him one. Just gonna offer you mine. What, what Otherwise, I never use mine. <laughs> uh, you don't carry the uh, you don't carry the uh, the uh, big shot, uh, the slug shot. No, you? that's true. So I want to look so, at the tools. Okay. Yeah, how long have these been here? Do you reckon? I want to do a detect thoughts to see if anything's here. That's <laughs> good. Range on detect thoughts thirty feet. Um. Yeah. So it would be once we get there. We are you so paranoid. Oh yeah. Towards... Hugely paranoid. Okay. Or experienced from another point of view. Apparently. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you, you wander in towards the tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to talk about the tools first and then give you a response yeah. to that. So you can see there is a little pile of tools. There is a rusted sledgehammer, several rusty mm. chisels, a pair of oars, and some rope uh, piled up mm. by the edge of the water. But there is no boat to go with these oars. Hmm. Don't touch mm, the water. Weird. All right. Um, maybe we should throw something into the water and see what happens. Nothing bad has ever happened in a fantasy. I think that's always a great way to test something. Um, I've got several stories that would contradict that, and we don't have time to go into any of them right now. Anyone have any things to throw into the water? <laughs> I have so many things to throw into the water. Reaches into his um, into his coat, pulls out a slightly shriveled apple. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's chuck it in. He's kind of saving this for second breakfast, but sure. You see the I'm going to with... hold on to Jeffrey just in case he thinks it's fetch. Because <laughs> no. he gets ideas. Pop, the apple sinks, fades out of view. Some of the little silvery fish dive after it. Well, that was anticlimactic, wasn't it? It fades out of view. I was expecting about... tentacles. Tentacles That's and teeth. not normal. After about That's not normal. It should float. Oh. Sugar, you're right, it should. Sorry, the <laughs> apple dumps on the water. <laughs> Sorry, physics failure. Yay! By, by the DM now. The apple bobs on the water. Some little silvery fish come up to nibble at it. 
Yeah, boring. Um, as it bobs, it slowly drifts to one side. Huh. Current. Oh, a bit of a current. No, it's not a current, right. that's an apple. <laughs> <laughs> you see Alton sort of snigger. <laughs> I feel I should have taken psychic damage for that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Pulse out your detect yeah. thoughts. Temple X-Men style. Nothing whatever. within 30 feet comes to you. But something connects. Hello? I sent I used message. I don't speak whatever terrifying language you're speaking. <laughs> Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Um, oh, that's going to go down really Hello? Well. <laughs> Are you hostile? Could you sound scary or not scary? That'd be really helpful. <laughs> Yeah. Well, something's here. Okay. Not right, not speaking in a language you recognise? And not within 30 feet, and you're not getting a mind sense. Within 30 Ooh. feet. So it specifically, like, contacted me? Yeah. I don't think that was detecting the thoughts. I think that was a message. Oh. Are we alright to spend a couple of minutes so that I can cast Comprehend Languages in case it gets in touch more publicly? That might be a really good idea, to be honest. Might take I a can't do it on anyone else, unfortunately. Might take we'll a cover of these tunnels. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to... I'm just going to do another little message. What other languages do I speak? Nothing helpful, I don't think, actually. Okay. <laughs> do you speak Elven or Dwarven? Or Undercommon, or Dark Elvish. I say all of those in the different languages. Any of them. You just get... Does it sound like a language I'm familiar with? Like, have I heard this before? Ooh, roll an intelligence check. Kind of good at that sometimes. Ah, this time it's not that bad. Um, that is a 16. It has some linguistic characteristics and similar with the language you've heard you heard that one time you went into the past uh, into the body of a Yonti priest mm. oh. oh might be Yonti snakes okay well, that might explain something Just well, the, I'm um... gonna keep scribbling Okay. Um, do gives us a couple of minutes. As you're doing, does that. the corpse here look at all snake-like? Ah, I'm glad you asked. Looking over, you can see the ske- a skeletal human body, or not human mm. necessarily, humanoid bone structure. No, mm. no, uh, no snaky bits. As far as you can tell, the in fact, snake bits. the uh, the skull <laughs> is humanoid uh, in particular, right. but not like in the slightly serpentine yonty way. The flesh of the of the body has been long since stripped or rotted away. It might have been eaten by birds, honestly. There's, you can see a number of brightly mm. coloured birds perching up above. But the tough leather boots and coat of the body do remain. How would you like to examine it? Cautiously. 
With uh, <laughs> what in mind are you trying to find? Um, Give it a poke. Well, yeah, all right. I, I was thinking more like uh, any identifying markers, clothing. Make or... an investigation check. Right. Okay. That's a uh, 14. Okay. First thing you see as you're doing is the most obvious thing the skull has a massive crack in it. Um, you can all, but look, padding through the body. Uh, through, uh, through through the coat, you find some interesting things. First of all, uh, you find uh, that the coat's arms show clear rents of, uh, from being cut in some way. Okay. But there are a number of small circular burns up to the leather around Ooh. the forearms. Oh. Like acidy burns? Consistent with um, okay. tentacles? Um, that so, is uh, a thirteen. Square inside with uh, from your experience, <laughs> seeing Scamp do shocking grasp actually, it's more consistent with lightning damage. Okay, Ooh. looks like lightning. That. There, yeah, you're uh, right. You can also tell that you also can see the boots have a distinctive sort of reddish ochre, like wedged into the boot prints, probably trodden from beaches outside this ruin. There is no red oak around here. It's all open uh, basalt. But uh, two other things come to the floor. One is a small folded piece of cloth tucked into one of, in the coat upper pocket and hidden amongst the, the bones of the ribcage is a small key of tarnished silver with a long, thin cylinder of beryl in it, marked with mm. fine runes. Oh, I don't know about any of you, but I love a mysterious key. Oh, I love yeah. a mysterious key. Oh, I really love a mysterious key. All right, well, let's hold on to uh, that then, shall we? Um, do we do, do think these clothes are magic in any way to have survived when the body's so, so picked clean? Uh, it's the magic of being of being coated with uh, with leather preservatives that are particularly unappetizing oh. to birds. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. This, there, you look at these. Yeah, these were tarred at some point. Like this is some hard-wearing shit gear. Wow. In fact, it's actually it does actually look like uh, sailors' uh, clothes. Mm. Um, Maybe there are some uh, other um, unfortunate who got picked off the deck of a ship. The folded bit of uh, cloth, by the way, as you pick it up, pull it. Do you pull it out to examine? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You can see traced onto it is a, a rough map of the coastline here with a little oh. circle oh, around, around this island. And someone has just written, uh, so has drawn some like little V shapes near it and has scrawled, Reefs, bring a rowboat. Okay. All right. Good right. Okay. Well, well glad we, we didn't try and bring coming. the ship. <laughs> Yeah. Well, right, we can get us out, out a bit. We can meet up with the little boats. Yes. Yeah, hopefully Charlie will be able to um, uh, weave in between the uh, the reef. It's about mm. the time that Scamp finishes their ritual. That... Um, I, I do need to ask, is this map made of people? Uh, <laughs> no, it's made of cotton. Okay, thank you. That is... Okay. 
for anyone new, that is actually relevant yeah. to the story rather than just a question that Robbie asks whenever we find yeah. a map, uh, <laughs> which is an amazing alternative, really but important. not We did find a map that was made from people skin once. <laughs> More than once. Bits of the same, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah this, twice the, at least. This map, uh, despite being cotton, has survived by being wedged solidly into the leather coat pocket. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, that's all right. So, <clears throat> about the point where you finish the ritual scan, um, drawing with your colouring book, uh, and gaining the power to comprehend languages, Celestia, you're kind of glancing around and you see someone in one of the corridors, just at the edge of the eastern corridor. There's a halfling there. Halfling woman, about as short as Corzin, wearing sailor's clothes and a broad hat over some pigtails. Hello? The what? figure stands there, looks at you, and you realise there's no colour to her. She is... Silvery and grey, and you can. It's like all the colours being washed out of her, and she looks up at you with white eyes. Might be a ghost. Can we all see it? You can all see it as soon as this, uh, oh, Celestia okay. calls out and right, look over. Okay. Are you a ghost? Because we're really good with ghosts. Yeah, it went really well last time. The halfling doesn't respond. The other halfling, Alton, goes, I'm pretty sure this is a ghost. Yeah, it looks pretty ghostly. Can we help you? The Any halfling... business need resolving? Oh, I point at the bones. Uh, are these yours? She steps forwards, looks to them, tilts her head, shakes. And then wanders towards the tools. Oh, are these yours? Tilts her head, steps over, kneels, touches one. And as she touches it, <laughs> seems to turn into just soft moats, which spread across the water. Oh. And come back together into the form of a silvery rowboat with one person on it, sat kind of at the cocks, look at, looking ahead. The oars are moving by themselves. There is no, they're not, the, the water is not responding to them, but it moves through the water. And you, you see her look to one side, then to another. And you hear her, her voice echoing as if from the past. Certainly looks like it. Creepy old temple. No wonder he picked it. A pause. A pause. Well, don't get any funny ideas. That chest will blow us sky high without these. And she grins and flips up a key, a different key, and folds it into her jacket. Shame about the others. The boat reaches the shore. And the image crumbles Aww. and reforms into the ghost of the halfling. So you were trying to get something in there, but it went wrong. Stairs. Q. 
Can you answer our question? Or can you only echo things? Tilts her head. And Scamp, you hear in your mind a voice. Which translates Yes! Retribution must be made. The scales must be balanced. Okay. Scales must be balanced. Excuse me? What? Um, how? How would you like retribution and scales balancing? The punishment must fit the crime. Punishment must fit the crime. What was the crime? We're going to need a few details, otherwise we're really going to struggle to get it right. Like, I could be... Um, I like... do not understand your words, child. Okay. What the was the crime? must fit the crime. <laughs> you know, if you speak slower and louder, that doesn't mean that somebody's going to understand you in another language. <laughs> they bear witness. They bear witness. That's all you got. Corson will turn to Alton and say in Halfling, that's some right strange stuff, that. confusing with all my what? words. Uh, well, this is decidedly weird. Yeah, I think that we're... If we're gonna have any uh, chance of getting off this uh, uh, this rock at, in one piece, we've got to um, yeah. investigate oh. what went on here. There's too don't much to we me. still don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I dropped out for a second there. You're back, back in. Cool. I thought I was literally just gonna text and say you'd frozen. I'm glad that yeah. you're back. You hear us all right? Yep. Cool. Awesome. Live show, gang. Uh, Tech stuff's show. gonna oh, happen. No. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Um, also, was the chat just now being raided by the dark room? Because the amount of times we've referenced that show with no one getting the references, that is amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Is the dark oh. room happening in the chat? I need to look. You look at that, however, but more importantly... Sorry, I got distracted while I was trying to reconnect. I need you to that. decide. Do you want to take the eastern corridors or the western? There are two archways. One seems to go in a gallery leading south into the east, one going south into the west. But how will you find the light switch? <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. I'm done now. I finished. Yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. Hello, I'm dark not. room. <laughs> we we reference the show all the time, and no one ever understands. It's just it's in the chat. It's very exciting. Um, anyway, okay. um, so there's one going to the left and one going to the right. East and west, yes. Okay. Is the ghost still here? Yep, still following. Oh, I just Which want to make references, you... and it's not helpful. <laughs> Which way would you like us to go? Yeah. How about this way? I want to try and work out whether she Can likes it or not. North, no. uh, I'm going <laughs> left, but that's only left for you. me. Um, okay, she, she doesn't care. So which way do we actually want to go? <laughs> um, is there? Can, can, can we, we feel a breeze or anything? Beyond? Is there oh. like any indication of where yeah, someone is going? Peering through the um, galleries, you can see there's one which seems to have a number of statues behind it, one which seems to have a number of carvings, both 
from the looks of it, lead on have a, like another room archway that you can kind of see beyond, but can't reach without going through the corridor. And both of them seem to lead up towards that upper platform. Okay. Also, by um, this point, your flight has run out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, flip a coin. Roll a dice. Anyone got Might a as dice? Well. Uh, no, I Alton don't have any dice. Some knuckle bone <laughs> dice and passes them to Corzin. Right. I'll... All right. Odds one way evens the other. Yes, yeah, but decide, decide which, which one's which. <laughs> right. East. Odds east. Odds east. Right. Got it. It's a two. Right. All right. West it is. Okay. Great. We move to the west. The stone gallery proceeds west. Is it dark? And south. And it is illuminated oh. by the light filtering through the carved stone pillars. You don't need to find a light switch. <laughs> no. You're in a fantasy game. You die. <laughs> there are no <laughs> The outer wall, away from the cemetery, bears depictions of various loyalty, varying in appearance from almost human with a serpentine cast to them, to figures who are essentially giant snakes with humanoid torsos. Oh, no. Uh, one of which actually appears to have three snake heads. Ooh. How the heck does that work? You don't know. The images almost, though, seem to form a series of cartoons, with each Yonti doing something in the image above, and then suffering some sort of punishment in the image below. That's got oh, to lead okay. to a lot Do the punishments match the crimes? Presiding over all of this, carved into the ceiling, is a stylized serpent with a feathered back and a crest of feathers behind its head. The head comes down and frames the door halfway along the corridor, as if it's in a massive opened mouth, leaving the carved eyes to stare down at you. Anyone else feel a little bit squelchy and weird about walking into a mouth? The corridor Traps. <laughs> rises into a slope until it becomes a full set of stairs up at the end, leading to the raised platform seen from below. Turn to the ghost. Do you have any feelings about walking into a mouth? Or are you, are you okay? To the ghost. Uh, that's a good point. The ghost tilts her head and points. And oh, look okay. and see at the far end of this corridor is another monochrome figure. A ah. human man. Wiry looking. Scruffy clothes. Kind of uh, bristly moustache looks at you with a I want to say like a hangdog expression hmm. mm. but doesn't really react otherwise hello do you speak no reaction <sighs> um, whoever was speaking in our heads you got any thoughts on this at all no Okay. They don't seem to want to <laughs> interfere. Uh, um, should we have a little want? look around in case there's any traps? Uh, yes. yes. Anyone want to, make... to help me? Yes. Yes. Because uh, so I'm so augmented and stuff. Um, so that is um, a 21. Assuming it's investigation. You Investigation it is. Yeah. You find no traps, but you do see oh. hidden in the basalt are dark streaks. Almost deep enough in the grain of wood, uh, in the grain of the stone, that they've not been washed away by the water, that lead up the stairs, coming from the doorway halfway along the corridor, the one with the big mouth framing. It looks very much like old, dried blood. 
Blood on the walls. It's my right. favourite thing to be on the walls. It really Ted. finishes a room off. It's just lovely. Turn to both the ghosts. Is this yours? Neither of them respond. Oh, God. <sighs> Fuck's sake. But you do see... Um, you do Ooh, look at the I'm not supposed to be doing proper swearing on here. Apologies. You're allowed one. <laughs> I'm allowed sure. one. Twelve <laughs> blocks. Yeah. Um, you can I was allowed see... one at an important moment, though, and that was <laughs> not it. <laughs> no. You can see uh, each image shows something in the panel and being done in the panel above, and then a punishment or torment below it. The first panel depicts a pair of yonti and a series of uh, leaf-wrapped squares. You actually saw the people eating these in Porto Amicidio. They're kind of like steamed maize dough called tamale. Um, uh-huh. The first yonti is taking the tamales from the basket, from a sort of basket backpack carried by the second uh, yonti. And then the panel below that depicts that yonti having their hands cut off and burned in a dish. The following, well, that quickly. the following panels follow a theme. Uh, the first one has a yonti smashing some eggs, and then in the below, being held over an altar and having their head crushed with a large rock. The next right, panel. Punishment fitting the crime. I'm getting the theme here. The next one has a yonti giving another yonti something to drink. The second yonti then falling over dead, and in the panel below, that first yonti is held down and some sort of silvery substance is poured into the mouth. They've actually used. Silver, you can see it's tarnished a bit Poison. to cover it. See, so punishment enough. fitting the crime is this is very one interpretation of that. <laughs> yeah. Stole some eggs, um, so I'll smash your head in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Roll a yeah. nature yeah. check. Anyone who okay. wants to, roll a yep. nature check. There you go. On then. Yep, oh, that 14. Is... That is decent for me. A whole 22. seven unicorn device. <laughs> Some yonti don't give birth to live young. Some yonti oh. lay eggs. Yeah, oh, you, no. you know how some snakes lay eggs? Yeah. yeah this is basically okay, child murder. So that's infanticide. Yeah. That's very nasty. The uh, next one has a yonti tying up a yonti and carrying them away on their back, which then below has that yonti being tied up and thrown into, into water with weights tied to them. Drowning. Lovely. The next this one. is all a little bit creepy, underdark painting for my taste. The next one uh, has a yonti striking another yonti with a club studded with what it looks like sharp glass or rocks. And then that's, uh, and that same yonti is shown below, being laid on an altar and struck by the same weapon. Okay. And finally, there is a rich looking sort of yonti collecting stalks of maize from other yonti and writing in on, onto a tablet and then hiding some of the, ho- the corn away. Ooh. And the panel below, the rich yonti has their tongue cut out and their hands shattered. And because you have comprehend languages, you can read the you can read some of the text that's written into this. I'm not sure I want to, but I will. <laughs> it is basically as you expect. The first panel is the punishment for theft, the second for child murder, the third for poisoning, the fourth for kidnapping, uh, one for killing. The word that translates to kith slaying, killing someone okay. who is who is your who you have sworn loyalty to or friendship. Uh-huh. Um, the the let's see, and the last one is uh, translates as governmental corruption. <laughs> Apparently, oh, no. if you in Yonti society, if you abuse your office, your tongue is cut out and your hands are broken. 
Okay, so uh, which of these crimes was committed and by whom? That is not apparent. Mysterious voice? But you... No? Nope, not apparent to you. Well, maybe these are just examples. There, There's possibly another crime that was committed. Yeah, the punishment this does not which has to... all crimes. Hmm. No, I mean, of course not. The ghosts are both dead, so one would think they've been punished already, but I mean, I suppose that's not necessarily the case, is it? Yeah, maybe maybe they were the ones who were it. killed, and killed in a specific way. From here, Kith. you can go up the stairs, or into the mouth, or back to the uh, platform. The ghost was oh. pointing into the mouth, wasn't she? Or they? Uh... She was pointing to, as far as I can tell, she was pointing just to where the human had appeared, which was just further along the corridor. I think we should go where the ghost is pointing. I don't know if that's a bad instinct. Well, they're obviously trying to tell us something, so... It feels weird to not follow it. Let's go, let's go that way. If we just go, ah, sod it, we'll go the other way. Are you going into the room or are you going to the corridor? We're going going where the ghost is pointing. It didn't point to either exit, it just pointed to the other ghost to make you aware of it. I don't really want to go in the mouth. No. Okay, up the stairs it is. Yeah. <laughs> you, right. you make your way up, and the stairway terminates at a high platform some 40 feet above the water level below. The platform has a raised, raised structure upon it, a circular, stepped dais covered oh. in stone panels with depictions of Yongti and serpents. At the peak of the dais is a wide platform of black volcanic glass marked with many small scratches and dents and a plinth, which is empty. There's a slight circular discoloration where something might once have been positioned. Oh, something's been stolen. What was stolen? Beside the platform, there are a number of stone receptacles containing various tools, an obsidian cleaver, a wide copper bowl with ashes in it, a stopped jug, another stopped jug in a sort of squarish style, different style, a coil of rope tied to stone blocks, and a heavy wooden club. Okay. Are these the way of punishing people? These do look oh. kind of ceremonial, the way they're laid out, doesn't it? Oh, these might Wait, be punishment are they tools. All here? Which one's you missing? Can, um, the, they're all the ones, as far as you can tell, are here, except for the club with the shop with the shop bits on. Um, the one thing actually I will say is there is also uh, carved into the dais you can see on the plinth there is writing curly uh, circular sort of curly writing which again you still have a little bit of comprehend languages left and are able to translate uh, it reads metoti mikatl it is a name but the spell is giving you some loose translations. The coil of justice, the rope of retribution, or possibly the noose. Oh, sinister. Very sinister. All, hmm. all good, all bad. And <laughs> below it, a pronunciation. Justice oh. will be had. But justice in this word is synonymous with retribution and synonymous with vengeance. Okay, so that word's the word that they were saying. The, the mysterious voice. Hmm. Justice and retribution. That's a, not a good definition for justice. Mm. No. Harsh society, apparently. Actually, I was saying, Alton probably says it. 
Yeah, it sounds like a bit of a harsh society, honestly, but... Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan. I'll be honest. Not this a all fan. seems a bit quite old, though. Seems like a fair time. Yeah, they get yeah. on well with Drow. Mm. Uh, hopefully they've moved on a bit from this, but... Mm. So what's missing? What should be here that isn't? Is that what's happened? Something's been taken? As you step up Just... towards the altar, the two ghosts have followed you. And again, well, hello. both of them crumble into notes, which reform. And you see the two ghosts approach the altar. The human man speaks. It's got to be worth a fortune, that gaudy piece of crap. The well. huffling. Even split, split three ways. There's a pause. Hold on. Why didn't the captain nab it then? Oh. Tetchall's scared of the curse, is she? Coward. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. What if it is cursed? Pause. Pause. The two suddenly jerk backwards. Shit. Ass, you all right? A pause. They crumble and reform into the two pale figures, staring. Actually, no. One figure reforms. The human man re reappears. There's no sign of the halfling woman. Instead, all you hear is a soft, ragged breathing. <gasps> Which continues. Hate this! That's, I don't like it at all. Um, is it coming from anywhere? Or is it just around? Roll a perception check. Yep, definitely. 14? Uh, 25. 20. Dirty. As far as you can tell, it's coming from the altar. With a 20, you can tell it's coming from the around the base of this altar, or plinth. Hello? It just continues. Now, my question... Is was there something on this altar that was nicked, or is this the altar that the punishments happen on? Well, is there anything on the altar to indicate that it was used uh, for executions? Would you like to make an investigation check? Certainly. I will help. Thank you. But you know what? You help me. Mine's better. Yeah, I will help <laughs> yeah. you. The pair of you examine. Um, that's a twenty-three. You take some time to look over the altar. It's about this point that your comprehend languages uh, fades. <laughs> and you find a few things. First of all, yeah, the discoloration on that plinth definitely indicates something has been oh, taken from it. it. You can also see there are a like series of glyphs around the base. It's an hour. Has it been an hour? It's been ten minutes, yeah. Oh, is it an hour? Oh, no, no, it's been 10 minutes. Sorry, it's, it, yeah, it's not. If it lasts an hour, then you're fine. You're still fine. It's not been an hour yet. I thought it lasted 10 minutes. Oh. Um, <clears throat> the base, yeah, there are a series of glyphs around the base, blackened and burned in appearance. You can see that, judging from the 
Judging from the obsidian uh, platform, yeah. The scratches, the cuts, the marks in it, they look consistent with blades, with long use. This is probably where the punishments were enacted. And you also notice one of the stone panels below the dais. There are a number of these like carved stone panels that form the base. There's some very soft scratches on the floor beneath it. It's like a small, semi, almost like slightly arced scratch. Like something could have um, yeah. opened. Quite possibly. Can Ooh, have a look and see if there's an opening. Yeah. Oh, what a secret door. Is there a... We've got we've oh, got a mysterious key. Things. So yeah. okay, you're gonna go around pressing things. Uh, yes. <laughs> roll your own investigation check. Uh, how long has it been? Because comprehend languages is an hour. Not. Oh no, no, it's been like fifteen minutes. Okay. Okay, well, three. I'm super good at looking for things. You do not find a hidden switch or panel. I want Um, to look at where the scratches are and see if there's anything that would open. Okay, make your own investigation check. Probably not not, uh, cautious enough. Um, Yeah, that's a 13. Um, You see a small crack on one side of the panel where maybe like a stiff blade or a chisel could be wedged into. Oh, want to wedge something in? Okay, like I've got, <laughs> what have I got? I've got rapier. And now that you're down here, the breathing is very close. Would my belaying pin fit in there? It's a bit wide, but I'll, but uh, but sorry, Alton picks up uh, whale hunter's knife and passes it to you. Thank you. Right. There you go. I... <laughs> Wedge it in. I, mean, I do own a knife. I don't know if I'd bother picking it up this morning. So. <laughs> if we wait till you find your knife, we'll be ten minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. you insert the blade and crack open the... Uh, as you insert it and move to crack open the breathing... <gasps> stops. Oh. And you see, curled up inside a hidden space is the mummified body of a halfling woman. And it's breathing? Not now. Nothing's breathing. It's just she was buried alive. You can see where there is... Pulling the side panel open, you can see where there are notches that could be used to pull it closed from the inside. You can see that she is has a number of jagged wounds um, across her shoulder and back that are preserved in the mummified form. And in one hand, she's clutching a silver key with a thin column of amethyst set into it. Oh, dear. Oh. Wow. Did she seal herself in there? Why would you do that to yourself? Looking down and around, you can see there are the faint remnants of dark stains of blood in here. But you gain no other clue. Is the ghost around? The halfling? No, the halfling woman's ghost has not returned. 
Did she just want to be found? I'm assuming this is her body. Yeah, but she ain't the voice we've been hearing. No. She also looks like she was hiding, if anything, but... Um, <laughs> terrible idea. If the crime is theft, the punishment that they're looking for is a hand being cut off. <laughs> does she have both hands? She does have both hands. She doesn't have to. <laughs> you you make a strong point. I make a terrible point. This is not a good thing to do. Mm. No, probably not. Um, is the the thing for cutting off hands here? Ah, uh, the there is a big glass cleaver up above. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <clears throat> I vote the surgeon does it. What? Who said that? It wasn't me. <laughs> right. Fine. Give it oh, here. Yeah. You, and then we have to burn it. As you pick oh, up. Oh, it's not the, risen, has it? Uh, it is not. No. In fact, neither is. No, the that's weird. It, it, Why haven't they risen? I don't know. Do religion check. Okay. Uh, 11. 18. 18. Oh, no, one. Uh, no. Okay, Scamp, you are convinced it's because this place is just fucking evil. Uh, no. It's evil. It's just evil. Yeah. It's just um, evil. The, uh, so cousin. the dead don't rise? <laughs> Maybe it's really not evil. Yeah, it's weird. Um, the... Cousin, you are aware that some places, especially... Um, cathedrals or powerful sites of uh, divinity and religion have been known to be consecrated in such a way that those who are buried there do not rise even if they haven't had the last rites performed on them ah so like the whole place would that makes sense this has got well i yeah it does make sense doesn't it it would be a religious site does that mean we can't Poof out. I don't know. Possibly. There's no easy way of checking. We've been getting messages. Yeah. But we've been getting messages within. Yeah. We've not been sending them out. Mm. Let's assume it is. I think we should assume it is. Know otherwise. Yeah. Um. I I really think we should cut off the hand and burn it. Right, let's let's get on I'm with it sorry. then. You drag the body up to the I platform. agree with you. I hate you it, but I do. Ra- you got the, the, the cleaver. And causing you here. What? Say the words. Say what you're hearing. You get a slightly mangled <laughs> punishment must the fit crime. <laughs> okay, it's the same thing again. Oh, that's probably saying we're right. Or we're really wrong. Really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to take the um, uh, other key out of the hand first. Yep, you've now acquired two keys. <gasps> okay. Magic Pass it to uh, oh, one the of the magic others. Key. Oh, let's make that yeah. one. Pocket. Oh, <laughs> Those were good. All right. You... Uh, Alter and kind of looking up is like, up to you. Uh, 
place cruising out a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. And causing just does it. Whack. Okay, you whack down on the thing. (laughs) The mummified hand cracks off. You hear again. The punishment must fit the crime. Okay, okay. It is burning. Uh, Then we'll know if it's right or not. Um, All right. um, Stand back. You're better at burning than I am. Yep. He just places it on the um, the altar. (laughs) Okay. Okay, magic. You stitch forward and (laughs) with several blasts of fire immolate it. And you hear, with a slightly annoyed timbre to it, the punishment must fit the crime. Well, if you're not clear on what the crime was, then how are we meant to work out which one it is? Do we have to try them all? Oh, they bear witness. So they're not. They bear witness. They witnessed a crime rather than... So we just cut their hands off a corpse for no reason, (laughs) is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, Oh, I hate us. Someone else did the thieving. Does this one still need punishing? Yeah, you could be clearer. I have a horrible idea about what that would be. Language barriers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the trouble is, they. I can understand the voice. The voice doesn't necessarily understand us. I'm sorry. The mm, voice helpful. is still explaining themselves badly. Um. Okay. This is grim, but if this person witnessed a crime and are therefore guilty for not stopping it, I would say that that's something to do with the eyes. Probably. <laughs> Yeah. Do they have? They don't have eyes. Alton raises hand. I I can't help but feel like there's a fair bit of this place we haven't been to yet yeah, before we let's start have a making look around. punishments. Yeah, <laughs> go we're gonna have to go through the uh, the mouse back there. I think. Let's, let's yeah, make that a we, later resort. Let's, yeah, you, let's not start setting fire ooh. to corpses any more than we have to. Yeah. You head back to the uh, uh, okay. You head back towards that central corridor and go in through the mouth room. And inside you find an extensive gallery covered with shelves, bearing hundreds upon hundreds of serpentine skulls. In huge stone bins, neatly stacked are endless piles of vertebrae, tibia, fibia, countless other bones. Walkways move between them, permitting easy passage to deposit bones. The walls here are smoother, plainer than those elaborately carved outside, and there is collapsed by one of these huge bins, a humanoid skeleton in the remnants of their clothes. Near them is a weapon, a long club studded with sharp volcanic glass. Okay, that needs to go back upstairs. All right. Um, Corson will go over and attempt to prize it from the ground. Do the clothes look like the ghost we've seen? They look like the uh, human man, yes. And as you go over to, to pick it up, and pick it up you do, the human man following you disappears. Motes flash it, flash in, and a scene occurs. You see the halfling woman from before, and the man. The man is holding the same bladed weapon. This what you don't really realize is a macahuetl, um, and they are arguing. The man is shouting down at the at the uh, halfling. What are you up to? I don't know what you mean, Ishmael. You and Esmeralda and Esmeralda. What's your game? There is no game, Ishmael. 
Where's Esmeralda? She's busy. You... Ugh, you should give me your key. Why should I do that? Let's all open the chest together. Can't. I... Ugh. Esme's lost her key. I see. Why the hell are you so calm? Wait. You have it, don't you? She gave it to you! I don't have Esmeralda's key, Ishmael. Are you all right? No, I... Oh, I feel awful. My gut's twisting. Take a sit down, Ishmael. Maybe it was something you ate. Something I... You... I'll kill you! If you see the human man hack at the halfling woman, at uh, this uh, uh, lady, she is struck across the back with a grievous series of wounds from the bladed weapon as she turns to run. He raises his the blade for uh, the weapon for another strike, but then doubles over, clutching his stomach, and collapses before he can finish her off. Poison. She staggers out of the room. Poison, but also stealing? The, Im the image fades, and both ghosts are now gone. So this one here done a murder of someone who was an ally, potentially? Yes. But was already poisoned, possibly, by that person. I don't think we can poison the body upstairs. I don't think that's going to work. Probably no. not, no. And are I don't think we can murder this corpse. Are there any other um, uh, entrances or exits from this room other than the, there are room, not. the door we came it's in? It's just back to the door you came into. So hang on, I'm confused who's done what crime. So sorry, I know that I'm yeah. throwing off the horror atmosphere here. Um, <laughs> but the human man had a tool in his hand, what he could have stolen. Yes. Yeah. And also probably poisoned his friend. Or was he the one no, who he was, poisoned. To have been poisoned. was poisoned? He was the one who was poisoned. So we don't know who did the poisoning yet. We don't know that yet. But the halfling got got by this guy with his big club. Right. But we don't know that's what killed her. So what crimes did everybody do? So he <laughs> might have... This dead man here killed Kith. So it's uh, uh, someone who they were loyal to. Okay. But they were poisoned by an unknown person. Either this person or Esmeralda. Uh -huh. who we have yet to see. Right. Is that the body? Or down is Esmeralda by? the other one who's who we saw who, with who we whose hands we just cut off no, because that we're was, idiots? That was probably the halfling. Yeah. <laughs> right. What about no, there the was one a big gash yours? down her back, so that would make sense. The one, the what? first one we found was that Esmeralda. You have not met a ghost of an orc yet. Right. We've thus far found the bodies of an orc, a human, and a halfling. So do we Do we look for more ghosts? There is another whole corridor to check. Let's check let's, the other corridor. Yeah, we that. love a corridor. Let's go to a okay. corridor. You, want, you, check, you head back out and check the How eastern corridor. I would like to We've especially look out for keyholes. <laughs> there I'd like no to loudly mention how we've not area. been stealthy at all. Yeah. Yeah. We've not been and stealthy, have we? Goodness. Your voice <laughs> echoes off we the like walls. My coat's not even on the stealth side. I was wandering <laughs> along the deck like yeah. 20 minutes ago. Bright silver. Yeah. So you head along the Eastern Corridor Gallery, which is much the same. 
except that here there are a large number of statues of either full-on serpents or yonti, uh, with varying degrees, uh, degrees, many of which carry weapons or tools of office, uh, actual weapons placed in the statues' hands rather than stone ones. Below one of those is indeed missing uh, their weapon. Below each of the statues is a line of stone panels depicted on above all of them, carved onto the ceiling, is once again the great feathered serpent whose mouth comes down into another door leading somewhere else. Mm -hmm, the corridor rises up onto a slope until it becomes a full set of stairs, but before it can reach the upper platform, some sort of collapse has caused three of the pillars to crash inwards, blocking casual passage up the stairs to the raised platform. Brilliant red fungus, like fluffy incarnadine wisps, is growing on this broken stone, where the dripping water from above is soaking it. And also, you see the monochrome figure of a heavy-set orcish woman with a leather coat, hat, and boots. Esmeralda? Ah. She tilts her head. I don't suppose you did a poisoning, did you? No comment. <laughs> I don't suppose you've got anything useful to say. However, there is a moment where a flurry of moats appears and you see the ghost of uh, of the human man, who I think we've named by this point. <laughs> I just check. Yes, Ishmael. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ishmael appears, and you can see he is carrying a large, heavy chest. And atop it is some sort of idol, like a coiled serpent. He walks... A little way into the into this corridor, vanishes, reappears a few moments later uh, with a crowbar, which he shoves behind the statue, and reaches up and grabs a ghostly version of the Macahuitl, of the uh, uh, weapon with the many shards of uh, volcanic glass uh, thrust into its sides, and mm. walks away before vanishing. And the volcanic glass thing was the thing that his skeleton had in its hand. Yes, that's the weapon you're currently carrying. Well, okay. Of course, he's currently carrying. Yeah. All right. So he nicked that, but also possibly nicked an idol and a chest. All right. They were saying um, with the chest that it it might blow them off their feet or something. Yeah. Yeah. It made me wonder if, hmm, well, booby trapped of some kind. Yeah. Could be a trap. Yeah. Also possibly cursed, but that might go for everything. Hmm. I think that idol's probably the thing they pinched. Feels like Any it, doesn't it? Spot? Feels important. Is there anything you would look like to investigate or look around at in here? Are there any keyholes? Make an investigation. Or keys. I think yeah. I feel like there might be a third key that Oh, no, it's not good at all. Can we help? Yeah, we're it, Assisting can you. they help? Yes, they can. Oh, it's slightly better. Uh, it's still not amazing, but um, that's a 15. Okay. The first one was a Taking, 7, so, you know. <laughs> it takes you 20 minutes of searching, but oh. you do notice uh, below one of the statues, one of the panels oh. shows some light chipping at one edge, and there are little scratch marks on the floor below. Oh, a panel with a thing. Um, to open the, Alton, give me a knife again. Uh, Alton looks behind the, the, that idol, pulls up a slightly rusty crowbar and passes it to you. Oh, that'll yeah. work. Okay, you wrench it open, 
and inside there is a hollow space in which there is a wooden chest. A sturdy oak chest reinforced with iron bars and a pair of keyholes at the front. And oh, notably, no. very much of Joven design. Oh. Very visibly around those keyholes, and in fact the entire chest is an elaborate series of arcane glyphs. Oh, good. Ah. Um, All right. Luckily we have somebody who's amazing at sorting magical traps. I give you inspiration. (laughs) 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 It's you. It's definitely you. Do you want to investigate it? I mean, yeah, to figure out the trap. Oh, there is also... someone help me? Yeah, Uh, just make Arcana or Investigation, either one. Uh, Arcana is better. Okay, go for it. Ooh, 21. Yeah, yes. This, is, nice. this, this chest is incredibly trapped. There are two traps on the chest. Each is tied to one lock. If either lock goes off, uh, unexpe- uh, un- is picked unsuccessfully, or the chest is deliberately damaged, both traps activate. Uh, they appear to be one use, but are designed to destroy, from your guess, the chest, the contents, and everything within about 10 feet. Do either right. of the keys fit this chest? Uh, they look exactly the right size for them. Does it look to be the kind of trap that will go off if you open it? Or uh, it, it looks like the kind of trap that goes off if you if you don't use the keys. Okay. Oh. Everyone stand back. The chest itself Just is probably quite case. expensive. And yes. we have two keys and there are two keys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I suggest we try the keys first then. Okay. Give it yeah. a go. Do you want to... Pers- Everyone stand back. Right. Jeffrey. Okay. Back. <laughs> We've still got inspiration, don't forget. Do you want to use the barrel one in the left or the right? Oh, lock? is there any indication of which goes where? <laughs> you are a monster. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, 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 it's probably a, a thing. What? Um, a sanctum. We could just take ten minutes and scry on the last time. This <laughs> or if you're feeling lucky. Uh, we probably shouldn't do Objects that because class. there's only 20 minutes left on air. Oh, you... so... yeah, sure. <laughs> Not that I say that We can do a quick but... scry that you yeah. can okay, uh, gloss over. Yeah. Let's say then that... I, should, uh, I mean, if we assume it's a sanctum, we can't, yeah, actually. Can't. Um, I mean, you could try and find out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Was that enough? Was it... Yeah, I'm going to say that with the... If you want, I, I can just roll your luck check for you in secret. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Big one. Um, oh, what a face. Um, can I bend fate and add to that luck check? Yes, you can. I'm going to spend those sorcery points, add a two to whatever you've rolled. Okay. Everyone stand the hell back. You go to put the barrel key in the left lock, and then on the last moment, just on a hunch, put it into the right lock. You put the amethyst one in, you turn them both at the same time, there is a and the chest opens. Inside, you hey, find... look at that! <laughs> You find what, a did you quarter roll? ton. I rolled an eight, and you put that up to a ten. Uh... I found a qu- you found a quarter <laughs> ton of silver bullion. Oh. Twenty-four cut garnets in a little in a little uh, ch- uh, case. Three gold nice. rings set with garnets. What appears Hello. to be a deed to some land, 
in Tato- in Al- near Aldarsu in Totona. Um, hmm. And the chest itself, which honestly is probably worth like several hundred gold pieces because the ch- traps are still intact. And you find behind the chest, which is freaking heavy to pull out, a golden idol about the size of Jeffrey, depicting a coil... Jeffrey, do not touch that! ...feathered serpent that rises up to look at those below it with a pair of carnelian cabochons for eyes. Ooh. Probably very valuable. And there was a place... That, did it... It's about the right size to fit on the altar, yes. We should put this back immediately. Yeah, we should yeah, not take this out of this place. One... <laughs> that came from here need to go back. Yes. There is one last room, if you wish to look at oh. it. Yes. Yeah. You step through the, the serpent's mouth once again. I hate the mouth. Whoever made this like place it. had an oral fixation. And you find um, <laughs> a stone chamber that might once have served as a living quarters for a small number of people. There's a stone table and a bench along one side, some raised platforms oh. with the rotting remnants of cloth on them, and three circular kind of like stone baskets or bowls within which there are the desiccate remain, desiccated remains of cloth and feathers. Might have been pillows once. There is a half here, below a thin channel carved into the stone, through which a slim amount of light filters, leading back to the crevasse, as a smoke outlet. The half has been used, and there are the long dead remnants of a fire. The cooking pot is still suspended over it, a little rusted from time, What's and some in the crockery pot? and utensils are nearby. Uh, as you go over to look, flittering motes and two people appear, and it is once again Ishmael and Titch the human man and the half-head woman. And they are kneeling. Titch is cooking. And Ishmael is pacing. She's plotting something. No, she isn't. Yeah, she is. First the boat goes, then she complains of hearing voices. It's a setup. A setup for what, Ish? I don't know. Leading us into a trap. Something. She's going to turn on us. You're paranoid, Ish. Hey, screw you! Whose side are you on anyway? He raises the Maca Reaper. Titch gives him a cool, level look, then turns back to the porridge she's cooking. Yours, Ish. Ish. I'm on your side. Yeah, damn right you are. Titch carefully removes some wispy, colourless fungus, because everything's colourless in this image, and stirs it from a pouch and stirs it into one of the bowls of porridge. Well, that's not seasoning, is it? Hiding the act with her body. Mm. She turns and hands it to Ishmael. Eat up. You need your strength. Thanks, Titch. I know you're in my corner. He sips and eats, and the image fades. Okay, so we need to poison the corpse by the altar. Right. We need need to... Can I go and study the um, uh, the, uh, fungus again to see exactly what this is? Nature or medicine check? Um, Can I help with fungus? Yes, you actually can give advantage. Yeah, I'll I'll help with that. Go with the advantage on nature then. Gonna need it. Yeah, there's no oh. point in me making a nature check. I'm rubbish at that. <laughs> I think today I rolled maybe my 11. second ever nature 11. check in Forbidden um, Fireballs. So you know. <laughs> you you think this might be something called Crimson Wisp? It's pretty nasty poison. Basically, from what you understand, causes your intestines to kind of shut down and break apart a few hours after you eat it. Alright, um... I think this is okay, but I wouldn't handle it. But we could use it for the poisoning the other corpse. 
Yeah, yeah if, we're gonna could carry it. if we're going to uh, take some of this, we've got to be very careful. We don't Marjorie accidentally... carrying it's a good idea. Marjorie carefully picks some up with a beak, uh, with her claws, and flutters up to the altar in advance. Right, so we need to put that in the mouth of the halfling corpse. Up there. Yes. We need right. to do a, a, a murder on the dead one by the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the human one. How, how? What was it again? How was he murdered? That one. Um, as far as you can tell by the poison. For... But oh. But what that... was the punishment for Kith murder? Sorry. Oh, s- s- uh... Looking at the image, it's basically being struck by the same weapon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just smash his so, head with the weapon. So we're hitting with that weapon. We're doing head one, smashing. The mm. one yeah. down by where the boat isn't. We cut off. <laughs> Lovely. And then everything will be fine and dandy. All right, okay. this is weird. Right, let's let's drag them all up to the altar. There's some weird the, stuff the to dead bodies. It's my favourite thing to do before I've had coffee. Off, you have We've to not go... had breakfast. Because I'm of the way no, we haven't. That the stairs are blocked off. You have to go back onto the landing platform to come yeah. uh, like where you arrived to go up okay. towards the platform. Yeah. And as you do so, the ghost of Esmeralda crumbles and moats flow in and you see her reappear at the edge of the, running out of the doors to, uh, out of the archway to the platform she looks down at the water there are you are you real you keep jabbering nonsense at me do you even realize i can't understand you she holds up the barrel key is this what you're after the treasure i know that's what there there screw you screw you all she swallows the key oh, oh. And you t- she turns and you see Ishmael's form runs in, carrying the Magabuitl. What the hell is that? A decent weapon. You said you were heard, you saying you heard voices, right? So of course I need a weapon. I need it to protect me from a, uh, who was it that took the boat? I told you, I didn't have anything to do with the boat. Really? Because Titch sure as hell can't have hidden it. She's pint-sized. Unless she's in on it in another way. What are you saying? Well, why split the loot three ways when you can split it two ways? You two have the keys to the captain's box. You're planning on cutting me out. If I split it two ways when you can split it in one. That's your game, isn't it? You want to say that to my face? Screw you, Ish. Oh yeah? Then take this! Ishmael runs over and strikes Esmeralda repeatedly with the Maccabee. She raises her arms to block it, cuts into the sleeves of the coat into her arms, and then there is a blow to the skull. He rummages around her pockets, trying to find the key, then screams in frustration and runs back to the corridors before fading. I feel like there's an important lesson about not being paranoid to learn here that we're Mm. definitely going to ignore. I don't think any of them were going to betray each other until they got paranoid about the other people betraying them. Yeah. Yeah. I think the boat floated away because they thought it was a still pool and it's not. There's a current. Yeah. You... These people are not bright. It didn't go well, Let's did it? Desecrate their corpses. You just thought anyone who grew up near the sea would know a tidal pool when you see one, but oh, never mind. You head up to back towards the altar, I'm presuming. Yes. Yeah. Making your way up to the top. Bring As you all approach, the bodies. You pick up the bodies. You take them with you, requiring some bundling as needed. And as you get up to the top. The whole image, the whole area sparkles with silvery light, oh. and three bo- and three figures appear, and you see the same scene you saw before, but a little bit more filled out. 
Ishmael looks up. Gotta be worth a fortune, that gaudy piece of crap. Even split, split three ways, says Titch. Esmeralda nods. Obviously. I'll see if I can grab it. Hold on. Why didn't the captain nab it then? Oh, Titch all scared of the curse, is she? Coward. Seriously, what if it is? What if it is cursed? Maybe he just left it because he knew he'd come back. Let me just... She reaches up to tug on the idol and then leaps back as the runes discharge. Most of the bolt of lightning that shoots up misses her, but dozens of tiny sparks strike and burn her clothing. Ah, shit, Mass, you are right. Fuck. One whisper word by mistake there. Gone over your limit. <laughs> that was close. Let's just bag this damned thing and go. She pick bags the idol and the three of them vanish. Right, let's put that idol back and yeah. fix this quick. Yeah. I'll I need back. some Do chocolate. You... Which of you goes up to collect hmm. the idol? Um, I'll do it. Okay, you stand up, right. make your way up, and place the idol. <laughs> the water below begins to churn and rumble. Oh. <clears throat> this doesn't look good, does it? There is a sort of low building to it. What do you do next? You feel um, like you have limited time. Uh, okay, so have the we... Hand, the hand first. Right, I've got it. Um, Corson is going to use the bone saw this time. Okay. No, use the weapon that... The, the You've got to use the thing. The image. Oh, all right, yeah. Okay, you pick up the cleaver. So, which body are you cutting the hand off? Um... The, oh, which one um, was orc. it? It was the orc. She, okay. Yeah, Esmeralda. You yeah. assemble the orc's skeleton on the platform and you describe what you do. All right. I um, lay out the uh, uh, the arm in, in front, just sort of so I kind of uh, soak myself up and then just whack. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, skeletal yeah, hand <laughs> comes off neatly. And yeah. Scap. <laughs> You strike it with bolts of flame. As it strikes, the fire catches and burns the bone. The whole hand becomes wreathed in brilliant blue fire. And you hear the skies rumble above. Oh, as dear. The, just, there seems thunder out of, a, out of just a, a misty sort of sky. That's, that seems to... Yeah, the the hand just burns until ash within a. All right, so Marjorie's placed the um uh, uh the fungus yes. uh, with the uh, the halfling. So we've just yeah. got the uh, the we'll man do, left. We'll do that. No, we need to next to it's probably not enough. I think we need to. Yeah, it needs to be like in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Let's, let's do I I think I've got some um some tweezers here. Yeah, you take some from your surgeon's kit, which you do carry as part of your thing. Pick it up, and. Carefully force the fungus down into the throat. The oh, this is weird. It's weird. As you pull the body out, as you pull your hand out, the mummified jaw <laughs> slams shut. Oh. And there is a sort of shuddering, and, an, uh, and the body seems to start melting into oh. ooze. You see, actually, the body with missing the hand as well. Something seems to happen to it. And you see one silvery figure appear beside her another shorter silvery figure 
two of the ghosts watch on from the edge of the platform. Uh, with the As this one is poisoned, there's another crack of thunder and a bolt of lightning oh. strikes down the, the middle of this crevasse into the water. Oh, oh boy. Quick, next one, next one. Okay, you drag up the body of, uh, of Ishmael <laughs> and place it onto the, uh, onto the thing. Who does it? Cause you're the strongest. All right. Okay. Whack! You raise the Machweetle and <laughs> smash through the skull, the largest part you can. As it does so, cracks spread down every bone in the body, sp splitting it and crumbling it. A third silvery image appears. Oh, it went like glass. And with a roaring and a roiling, the waters below part and rising up out of them, easily like 20 feet in diameter, is a massive serpentine form. Bright blue and silver scales, feathers in blue, white, and uh, navy blue down its back, and a crest of feathers around its, its serpentine head with two wheels of silver for eyes. As, uh, as, as he rises up, you see Meto, Metoti Mikato, the rope of retribution, um, has patterning along his scales, along either side, near, not far behind the crest, patternings in black on the scales. On one side they are intact, they seem almost looking like forked lightning. On the other side, though, the scales are dented, broken, scarred by what, causing to you, almost looks like a cannonball strike. Huh. And as the lightning, the lightning strikes again, electrifying the whole serpent, and you watch as out of the one intact in, like, black markings on its side, a wing spreads out of living oh. lightning like a bat's wing with crackling uh, arcs uh, along the spines. Another arc emerges from the broken one, but doesn't quite form into a wing, more like a sort of erratic, crackling lightning uh, arm. And some part of you knows this creature cannot fly anymore and cannot escape this place. But seeing this done, you hear the voice echo, burning through each of your minds. Scam, you're the only one with a translation. <laughs> the scales are balanced. Retribution has been wrought. What? And now I may rest, and so may they. And the intact wing swings down through the three ghosts and as it strikes they seem to crumble into light white notes and float away on the wind much as the spirit of Corzin's lost companion did almost a year ago. The Coatl looks down impassively at you shifts its tail in the water you see the water level below sink 
and below where the water level was, you can see there is a passageway leading out towards the sea. And rising up from the water is an old rowing boat. Uh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well. Right. Justice has been served. And with a <laughs> it splashes down into the cenote below. But the water level remains lowered. The boat floating. Oh, we've got a boat. We can Anyone leave. for um, right. leaving immediately? Uh, or is it yeah. just we leave before this thing changes go, his mind? Yeah, go, go. Cox. Right. A little bit of a trip on the sea. Really yeah, fancy yeah. it right now. Uh, yeah. Nice. nice. Didn't seem to have any issue with that chest, did it? No. Great, no, let's, let's grab that. Let's grab it. Crossing, you help me. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we run with it. Lug this quarter fly? ton chest. I could fly. <laughs> down to the, down to the, uh, to the boat, get it in, and just start furiously rowing, even as, indeed, the water level does slowly start to rise up. The oh, four of you just get out of the hidden passage in time to go onto the rocking seas um, as the water level in the cenote returns back up blocking off the exit and then <sighs> it's done the sea is quiet and peaceful well as peaceful as the sea gets and we as you quite silently roll back towards the kraken's bay and the longboat that's already been heading out towards you. Reflecting on what you've seen, what you've experienced, and the ludicrous amount of treasure you've received. <laughs> you lift it up, you reseal, the, you reseal it, relock it, and stow it away in Corzin's secure hold. Securely enough away, and behind a couple of other things, that you actually forget about it for about a month. Uh, <laughs> Conveniently, Nearly yeah. two months, really. Wow! <laughs> before... Yeah. Before, at which point, so at a certain point, you will recall its existence. Maybe just in time to start worrying about buying ships. <laughs> but that is a story for another time. Thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening and, and watching. And watching. <laughs> <sighs> Farewell from all of us here at Thunderbolts and Fireballs. And fair seas and natural twenties. Goodbye. Oh, and don't forget oh, and there is a magical Twitch badge yes, in the Twitch yes, chat. There's be a special if you want Twitch, it, Twitcher badge. Get it. It's oh, cool. Come on there. Yeah, there are links in the chat. Yes, links in the chat. I completely forgot about that. Thank you for remembering. But yes, thank you very thank much. Thank you, fair seas and natural twenties. Goodbye. <laughs>